Hello, you're listening to episode four of the Genealogy Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Pete Berry. In today's episode, I'm talking about how I approached a challenging search for a customer. You might find this episode interesting if you'd like to hear how I tackle my more difficult research challenges. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to ask for your help in case you can think of an approach that I've missed in my research. One of my recent customers told me that he'd traced his ancestry back to a man called John Clark, but he was stuck there. So today I'm going to tell you about my search for John Clark. My customer told me that John was born on the 14th of September 1746 in Long Island, New York, that he had moved to Schoharie County, New York around 1770. John had fought in the Revolutionary War and, according to the Daughters of the American Revolution, he had been taken prisoner and transported to Canada as well. John's son, Josiah, is buried in Schoharie, and there's also a record of John being buried there in 1825. So, my task was to find a record of John Clark's birth in Long Island so that we could take this family history back another generation. The first thing I did was to create a research log document on Microsoft Word, I recommend you keep a research log for all your research. It will stop you from going round in circles, especially when you return to work on a search after a long break. It also gives you a record, an audit trail of all of the work that you've done and your sources. What I'm going to do now is describe five different stages that I went through in my search and to explain to you why I did each search. Search stage one. This was a search of the standard online sources for USA baptisms. For me, this includes Ancestry, Find My Past, Family Search, and The Genealogist, but you may have some other favourites yourself. You might be thinking it's not necessary to check all these sites, as they're likely to draw on the same original sources, and I tend to agree with that, but since my customer had already been looking, and I didn't know where he had and hadn't looked, it seemed a good idea to look everywhere that I could. I didn't find anything in search stage one. Search stage two. This was a search of Wikitree. Wikitree is a fabulous online resource for family historians who are serious about the research because all contributors sign up to agree that they will provide robust sourcing. This makes Wikitree a very solid data source in comparison to some of the other genealogies you can find online. Again, I drew a blank here. I found a few John Clarks, but nobody who matched what I was looking for. Search Stage 3 Here I took a closer look at Schoharie County records. Uh, As a reminder, this was where John ended up at the end of his life. And his family lived later. So I was looking to see if I could pick up a trace here of John that maybe my customer had missed. I looked at two particular types of source. First of all, I looked at the 1820 and 1830 censuses on ancestry. I looked here because we knew that John had died in 1825, so it was reasonable that he would be in the 1820 census, but not in the 1830 census. These early USA censuses provide limited information for each household, consisting only of the name of the head of the household and the number of people by age and gender. I found three John Clarks as head of households in 1820, and only two in 1830, when I searched the whole county. Since we did know that John had died in 1825, this seemed like a useful find, because it tended to confirm that John had ended his days in Schoharie, and that the central century I found in 1820 and missing in 1830 probably was his family. 
Secondly, in Skahari County, I looked at burial records, again in case anything had been missed. I found quite a few burial records online, but nothing that gave me any new information. Search Stage 3 Now I began focusing on Long Island records. I was looking in particular at baptisms, of course, because this was the information I'd had from my customer. I felt that the best approach was to look for old books online. Whether they were genealogies or whether they were actual baptism records, they would potentially be of interest. I found when looking for old books online, Google Books is a fantastic resource. You could do a search to find any books with a particular word or phrase and then look at the contents of each book. For some of those books, you can then download a free ebook as a PDF straight onto your computer and that allows you then to read or search anywhere in the book at will and of course to keep it if you need it as a record. For other books, there's no ebook, but you are directed to places where you can buy a printed copy of the book where it exists online. So sometimes it's useful to actually buy the book. Here are three examples of the books I found when I was searching for Long Island baptisms. 1. A History of Long Island from its first settlement by Europeans to the year 1845. This was useful because it was a broad look at Long Island and it covered the years that I knew that John had lived. 2. The History of the Town of Flatbush in Kings County, Long Island. This was a random find and I found nothing of any use in it, but it showed me that there were history books of particular towns that might, if I found the right town, might give me information that was useful. 3. A genealogical dictionary of the first settlers of New York, showing three generations of those who came before May 1692. This is quite a comprehensive book and it did give me quite a lot of clerks in the index, which I looked up. But again, no real results that were taking me any closer to John Clark's baptism. As I was searching books, I came up with some new ideas, and these became my search stages 4 and 5. Search stage 4. I was interested in identifying any early settler records, whether baptisms or full genealogies. I'd noticed that there were quite a lot of these published through Google Books and so perhaps I would be able to find John in one of those. When we talk about early settlers on the east coast of the USA, we're roughly talking about people who arrived and lived in North America in the 17th century, the 1600s. The Mayflower, I'm sure you know, sailed from Plymouth, England in 1620, and other ships followed in their footsteps, of course. So there was an awful lot of people arriving as early settlers during that time period. For many settlements in New England, there are published histories, and these name many of the families who were among those early settlers. Some of these are available online. Among the books I found on Google Books was the Genealogical Guide to Early Settlers of America. This lists 34 people called Clark and gives a brief commentary on their families, usually naming where they lived, who their wife was, and who their children were. John Clark could be descended from any of these 34 people or from none of them. So I part this for now because none of these people seem to have connections to Long Island. Search stage 5. Here I took a new approach. I went back to the 1790 census, which is the first national census of the USA, and I looked at every township on Long Island. 
Just like the 1820 and 1830 census I mentioned earlier, this only gives head of household and numbers of people. However, it was a way for me to have a look at where there were Clark families at that time. This search was very helpful because it told me that in 1790 there were only four townships in which Clark families were living in Long Island and they were all in Suffolk County. So now my interest in Long Island for John Clark was best focused on those four townships in Suffolk County, which are Brookhaven, Easthampton, Smithtown and Southampton. Even though this was 45 years after John Clark was born, it seemed like a good bet. So I extended my Google Book search to find anything on Suffolk County, and one useful result was in a book called American Archives Volume 3, which listed William Clark, Joshua Clark, and John Clark as Suffolk County signatories of the New York Association, and this record was dated 1775. So that's another 15 years closer to John's birth. So while this isn't our John, it's another indication that Suffolk County, of all the counties on Long Island, was likely to be the place where we'd find John. So I was confident now that Suffolk County was a good bet, and I circled back to some of the sources I'd previously searched. Among those searches, I returned to Family Search, and this time I searched their genealogies. These are genealogies that are loaded by Family Search members. So they're not a primary source, that is, they're not original records, they are somebody else's construction of a family tree. So we need to have some caution, but they are worth looking at. Here at last, I actually got a hit. I found a John Clark, who was recorded as being born in Mattituck, Suffolk County, in 1746, and it gave me the name of the parents, as William Clark and Mary Reeves. It also gave me the person who had deposited the record. The story doesn't end here. So coming right up to date, I've now contacted the person who deposited that record because the record doesn't give me the original source and I'm hoping to receive a reply soon. And for now, this is my best result. Before I go, I'd like to say a little bit more about family search that might help you in your own research. I've used the site for many years, but I've only re recently properly discovered its research wiki. If you go to familysearch.org and you sign on and pull up the search menu, the last option on the menu is research wiki. It's a real treasure trove because you can drill down to any place worldwide to find out about genealogical resources for that place and lots more besides. So for North America, you can go down to country level, to state level, to county level, and very often to township or village level. And at each level, you'll find relevant resources listed, links to other places. A lot of it is geographical information and historical information, but there's also a lot of genealogy there. I'd recommend you try it out if you haven't seen it before. You'll really be impressed. And look up the places where your family lived. So as I said at the top of this, I'm going to leave you with a question. As you've heard, I've used a few different approaches to try and uncover John Clark's baptism. That's included the main sources like Ancestry, Find Your Past and others that I named earlier. This included an extensive search of many hours on Google Books. And it's included going to genealogical records online such as Wikitree and eventually back to Family Search, where I did find a record. Now my question for you is, what have I missed? Or what would you do in my place? 
send me your thoughts if you have some to hello at genealogycafe.co.uk that's hello at genealogycafe.co.uk and I'll give a mention to the best idea at the top of next week's episode I'd absolutely love to hear any new ideas that you have if you've enjoyed my podcast please hit subscribe I'd also really appreciate it if you could take just a few moments to leave a brief review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to me on just to let me know what you think I'd really appreciate all the feedback because it will help me improve the contents of my podcasts. And finally, if you love family history research, come along to my free forever membership site. It's at www.genealogycafe.co.uk. That is www.genealogycafe.co.uk. When you sign up as a member there, you can share your family stories and get help with your family history research, both from me and from other members. And remember, the membership there is free forever. I'll be back next week with another instalment of the Genealogy Cafe podcast.